Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. Welcome back to the Well Within Reach podcast brought to you by Riverside Healthcare. I'm your host, Gabby Cinnamon. Getting quality sleep is vital to our overall health and well-being. For most of us, when we don't get enough sleep or quality sleep, we don't feel ourselves. There is a lot of information available on how to get better sleep, and some of it's valuable, but a lot of it is misleading or completely false. Kathleen Gallagher, manager of the Riverside Sleep Center, is joining me today to debunk some of the most common sleep myths and hopefully get us on the path to better sleep. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today, Kathleen. Thanks, Gab. Happy to be here always. <laughs> you by far are most frequent podcast guest, which I think says two things. The people love you. And also, sleep is really important. And so that's why you're here today. You're going to help us debunk some common sleep myths. That Absolutely. <laughs> so our first, I guess, true or false is your body gets used to getting less sleep. So I'm going to say false on that one. So I always talk about how our body likes to be in balance. And one of the things that cannot get off balance is not having enough sleep. So imagine you have a backpack on and for every hour of sleep that you have, you're throwing a brick inside that backpack. And eventually it's going to get too heavy to the point where you need to go to sleep. So over time, if you keep depleting your sleep, your body's going to want to make up for it. So you really don't acclimate to getting less sleep. And if somebody does think they're acclimating to getting less sleep over time, what it does to your body with issues with metabolism, blood pressure, weight, cardiovascular issues, you name it. Everything that I always say, if you're not doing correctly when you're sleeping at night, affects every part of your waking day. Yeah, I feel like the people I know, like I have some friends who, you know, I only get like five hours of sleep, like most nights of the week and I'm fine. And I'm, I'm like, are you actually? Like, I feel like the people that say that are really not like fine <laughs> with only getting five hours. They seem to think so because they've maybe tricked their brain into thinking that they're fine with that little sleep. But I don't really think that's the case. <laughs> no, and the brain is the key thing because it's your brain that really suffers. Yeah. Yeah. So our next myth is some people only need five hours of sleep. So there are some people who, you know, don't need six to eight hours. They only need five and they're fine. So along with that first question, you're right. There is some truth to that because scientists have identified a gene that can be found for people who can actually live on less sleep. Oh, that's really interesting. But that's only about 3% of the population. (laughs) So it's really not everybody who's involved in that. So again, still better off to get your seven to nine. Next one is true or false, you can catch up on sleep. For example, one night, you know, you only get three hours of sleep. And then the next night you get 12 hours of sleep. So then you average out to seven and a half hours and that makes it okay. Even though you only got three nights of sleep before. Is that true or false? That's false. I've talked before on podcasts about how important your different sleep stages are. So if you short change yourself, any of them along the way, it's not going to do any good. And the main ones are your deep sleep and your dream sleep because your deep sleep helps save those memories from the day and the dream sleeps helps you connect those dots with those memories. So if you're shortchanging yourself today, you can never make up for what your brain got lost, you know, lost on that night. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good to think about because I think that especially younger people, you know, if you're in college or I don't know, even you have young kids or baby who's keeping you up at night, it's unfortunate, but it doesn't equal out if you get little sleep and then, you know, sleep the day away the next day it's not really gonna no. fix it and especially let's say college students so you're stuck up cramming for a test and everything and you really need those stages of sleep like i said to remember what you actually just learned so to stay up really late cram get less sleep you're really not going to be the great greatest at 
retaining yeah. come the morning. Yeah, that's good to know. True or false? If you have been told you snore, it's probably nothing and you should not be concerned. False. I should say if you're really light snore, it might not bother. It might not have an effect on you. But if you're kind of that raging storm snorer, <laughs> you really want to get that checked because that's an airway obstruction. Yeah. Limiting your airflow. So that's really something to take a look at. A lot of people sleep alone. They have no idea what they're doing. I still push having that sleep study just to make sure you know what you're doing. And it could potentially lead to sleep apnea in the long run. Yeah, yeah. No, I think sometimes, which you've actually talked about in other episodes with us, but like sometimes people are embarrassed and they don't want to admit that they snore or they've been told by someone that they snore, but they just, you know, brush it off. But, you know, it's not nothing to be embarrassed about. There's probably, you know, you like you'll get better sleep if you go get this figured out, at least figure out the root cause of your snoring. So Let's, let's stop the stigma already. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, there's so many commercials out there about sleep and the importance of it. And so why... Why right. harm your body over the long term? So it's true. And I know I talk about it, especially with women. Women don't like to admit when they snore. It's not ladylike. So <laughs> women out there, if you're listening, just admit it and yeah. do something about it. Yeah. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Have you been told that you snore or stop breathing at night? As Kathleen just talked about, snoring is something that you should talk about with your primary care provider. Riverside knows that health is your greatest asset and that your primary care provider is your partner in health. Find a primary care provider that fits your needs at riversidehealthcare.org slash primary care. Now back to the podcast with Kathleen. Our next true or false, all that matters is the number of hours you sleep at night. So number of hours is important, but what's really more important is are you getting the quality of sleep that you need? So if you're getting up frequently to take trips to the bathroom, that's not great quality sleep. If you're getting awoken by other things, that's not quality sleep. So you want to make sure, like again, we talked about the snoring. Snoring sometimes doesn't give you quality sleep. So if you're going to get your seven, eight hours, make sure it's uninterrupted, peaceful. You're not thrashing the covers all over the place. Sometimes that's a good indication and that you're getting a good consolidated sleep, especially yeah. for that brain function like I talk about. Yeah, quality is like is just as important as quantity. Exactly. Seems. If you cannot fall asleep at night, you should stay in bed until you do. True or false? False. False. Experts recommend that if you're unable to fall asleep, don't remain there. A lot of people get frustrated. They keep looking at that clock. If you can't fall asleep, get out of bed for about 20 minutes. Do something boring. Read a book of poetry. <laughs> don't, don't turn on your TV or look at your laptop. Don't play around on your phone because some of these things will turn off that melatonin production. Yeah. Oh, however, I will say I do recommend to people try a guided meditation. You know, because that will, usually it's people can't sleep because their mind has got a lot of chatter going on. So a guided meditation will at least take your mind off of what you're thinking about because you have to focus on what this person is telling you to relax along the way. For some people, this is a chronic thing. So they really need to train themselves to do something better. But ideally, don't lay in bed. Yeah, it's, it, you're right. It is like you just lay there. And I, I know that I just get angry. I'm like... Why can't I fall asleep? Especially if I, you know, sometimes I know I've done it to myself if I had coffee too late in the, or, you know, too late in the afternoon. But like, you know, sometimes it just happens where like, I can't fall, you can't fall asleep and you just lay there and you get angrier and angrier. So I know it's like, I, I, I've spoken to the people who get up and like, well, I start cleaning the house and doing stuff. No, it's not designed for that. Get up for those 20 minutes and just do something calming, relaxing and try and go back to sleep. Our next true or false is drinking alcohol before you go to bed will improve your sleep. That's a big false. So I know a lot of people think if they have a little nightcap, it'll help them fall asleep. Take and the edge off. So really. <laughs> alcohol, alcohol is a sedative. So yes, it will put you to sleep. However, alcohol 
during the night will actually disrupt your sleep. Not only that, it knocks out your dream sleep. So when we talk about why it's important for our deep sleep and our dream sleep to make the connection with all our memories, if you don't have your dream sleep, it's you're not going to have those memories to retain. And not only that, by the time the alcohol burns off in your brain, now you're awake because that's what happens to it. And even has a potential to cause nightmares in people. Oh, wow. So no, if you're going to have that. alcohol, have it at least four hours before you go to bed. Yeah. Okay. So everyone cut the nightcaps. Yes. They're cut the nightcaps. They're not going to help you. <laughs> true or false, you only dream during REM sleep. No, that's not true. You can dream in any of your stages. However, your dream sleep are those crazy whacked out dreams that are just nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. yeah. More the mundane things where you're kind of working things out or thinking about stuff or it can happen at other stages. Yeah. Interesting. True or false, older adults don't need as much sleep as young adults. So, you know, like someone who's 80 doesn't need as much sleep as someone who's, you know, 22. Is that true or false? That's false. Adults still need the same amount of sleep even as we age. But the thing is, the aging process sometimes causes an issue with people. I've seen in some people who are older, maybe they don't have as much to do. They get a little bored. So they retire to bed early, sometimes 6 o'clock in the evening, and then they get up at 3 in the morning. Or people who stay up, they're really late night owls and won't go to bed till 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. And then they want to sleep in for most of the day. So it's not necessarily that they're getting less sleep sometimes. It's just they've even changed the time of their clock. So the circadian rhythm is really something that we want to keep in check. So getting outside like four o'clock in the afternoon, especially today, it's beautiful, bright sunshine. It kind of helps reset our clock. Yeah. No, that's, I think that, yeah, like you said, sometimes people just think that because I think if we think about like our grandparents or, you know, they're up early in the morning, but, you know, they probably went to bed early they as well. might have gone to bed early. Well, right. So our last true or false is napping during the day can make up for lack of sleep at night. Napping during the day cannot make up for what you're missing out at night. It can help because I know that we, if we, you know, you, for every hour of sleep that you lose, it could take so many nights to make up for it. I do know that people will take a nap. I say don't take it too late in the afternoon or make it as long as your sleep cycle so you really benefit from the whole thing. But it really doesn't help with any lack of sleep at night. Yeah, it's kind of similar to the earlier one that we talked about, I think, where one night you get three hours of sleep, the next you get 12. Like, it could it take, doesn't balance out. <laughs> it will take sometimes up to nine or 10 days, actually, to, to actually catch up on sleep that you've lost over time. So it's not just a real quick fix. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else you would like to leave us with before we go? I just say, if you think you have a sleep problem or you want somebody to talk about with it, call us either at the sleep center here at Riverside or reach out to our awesome physicians who can help with any kind of sleep problems you think you might have. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Kathleen. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And thank you listeners for tuning in to Well Within Reach brought to you by Riverside Healthcare. Make sure to leave a review and check out our other episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the show. Thanks.